Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 20 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And my name is Ethan, and you can find me on Twitter at Viva Le Ethan. There hasn't been that many 20s that I can think of in NASCAR. Yeah, um, like if you think about the number 20, you think mm-hmm. Tony Stewart. Sure. First thing is Tony Stewart. Yeah. Right. Recently, you know, it's it's always been the, the Gibbs 20 car. Mm-hmm. What other 20 besides Gibbs even comes to mind? Uh, I think of Greg, uh, Greg Sachs. Greg Sachs. See, I and can't even place a 20 car. That was 1997. And then you had like uh, Elton Sawyer in 1996, I believe. I and think Randy LaJoy drove a 20. 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Moroso drove a 20 way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Ricky Craven, I believe, did in, in early 90s. A lot of these are Bush series, too. Like... Ricky Craven was early '90s. That was Bush Series, right? No, that was the Winston Cup Series. Really? Yeah, I think what? he only had one start though, and I don't know why that sticks out. I don't know if there was a big event that happened. Um, I don't. I don't know why I would think. Oh, Ricky Craven one drove the twenty car in one Cup race in 1991. I don't know why I think that. But I don't. I can't remember anything Ricky Craven did before, like '98. In the Cup Series. Like, yeah. I know he drove the two in the Bush Series, the DuPont number two. Oh, it was okay. a, a, I think it was, yeah, I think I'm right about that. It was a dark, I... dark blue mm-hmm. car with the, the neon down the bottom up, bottom of it. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, I, that could be a true story. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I believe I got that correct. I believe Ricky Craven was the number two. I don't know what team it was. See, I can't even place a number 20 team other than Gibbs right. as far as that goes. But uh, episode 20, so we're moving right along. This this episode, behind the scenes a little bit, we have had some trouble trying to find out with the Ooh, schedule. Good Lord. Either one thing goes wrong on your end, and then things yeah. go wrong on my end, where I, I don't have the time I thought I did. Just, man. <sighs> But yeah. we got a lot to talk about, and I'm, we're going to try to not go two hours because, you know, this is Thursday night. We're recording this. It's still got to get edited and put up if it's going to get on, on Friday. And 
honestly, I'm not going to have much time to do it on Friday. So we got to do this tonight. <laughs> so late night, burning yep. the midnight oil, you know, with this rowdy energy, baby. <laughs> um, speaking about rowdy energy, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. What, uh, last week you said you had a pack coming, like mm. something coming. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, tell everybody what it was. Uh, if you see it on Twitter, if you, Seen our Twitter, you know what it is. But go ahead and yeah. say what it was. So I opened it, and I will say, uh, whoever shipped this to me, superb shipping um, job. Man, there was so much uh, packing peanuts and, and all that stuff. But I I got an autographed can of Rowdy Energy, uh, Cherry Limeade. That's super cool. And an autographed uh, Rowdy Energy hat. From, from Cal, Cal Bush. Yeah, from Both Cal Bush. autographs from Cal Bush, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Really, yeah. really awesome. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked about it. Absolutely. Um, I didn't quite get autographs, but my wife surprised me with, uh, see, one, occasionally I do order some Rowdy Energy. I order like a case of the Power Burns. Uh-huh. And I, I usually get the uh, variety packs because I don't have one particular flavor I like. I like them all, so I just get a variety of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, this this time around, my wife ordered it for me. She's like, "What what's what's your favorite flavor?" I was like, I, "I guess watermelon." Out of it, I don't know. I really don't have a favorite flavor. And I was like, "Well, don't don't just send me one. If you're gonna order, don't just send me one flavor. Send me the variety packs." Like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> little I know she was she was looking at the little koozies. Oh, that looked like little cans of Power Burn. Yes, and uh, it's you can pick which flavor you want on the koozie and she picked watermelon. So I got a case of the power burn variety pack, mm -hmm. the koozie, the, uh, black route rowdy racing hat. Yeah. And a black rowdy racing t-shirt. Awesome. A rowdy racing, rowdy energy. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, yeah. we knew what you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a t-shirt, and that's one thing I want is I want to get some rowdy energy t-shirts. But that's awesome. I saw that and I popped real hard for it. Um, definitely appreciate everybody over at Rowdy Energy. Apparently, that's part of a birthday thing for me. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I, the last thing I was expecting when I opened it up was to see. I, I expected just to see rowdy energy. I wasn't expecting to see like all the other stuff with it. Right. That's pretty but, awesome. Um, we both got some pretty neat stuff this week from Rowdy. Um, yours, though, I mean, Cal Bush autographs on everything. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I'm really happy for you about that. Yeah, thank you. It's, oh, it's just, just awesome. So Daytona happened this past weekend. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about with Daytona. Yeah, we sure do. A lot of people were angry about the way it went down at Daytona. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. And a lot of people say, because first off, the race was postponed from Saturday to Sunday. And, okay, I love a morning start. 9 a.m. my time is probably pushing it. It's like, it's like, can, can we not start at 3 o'clock in the afternoons? Can we just not start at 3 o'clock? If they had started at noon... On Saturday, they would have got the whole race in before the rain came. Right. When it washed out. But I know they wanted a night race that day. That was the whole point of it. But still, it, it's the south. You're going to have thunderstorms at 3 o'clock every right. day. 
our, our race at Talladega here in a few, you know, a few weeks, a month away is it's going to start at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, well, that if it's still hot in early October, which it could be in Alabama, that means that we're probably going to get about 20 laps in a rainstorm. Right. Exactly. As that's just how the weather is here. But besides that, it's like, can we please, please not start these races at three o'clock in the afternoon, please? Like, okay, fine. Tomorrow's at 9 a.m. It's like, that's too early. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's a middle. <laughs> just hit the middle. <laughs> that was weird. I wasn't even awake yet. Hardly. I wasn't even good and woke up yet before that race started. Yeah, I was an hour away from home and I had some stuff to go do over at the race shop and stuff. And <laughs> you texted me that. Uh, you asked me, what would you, you text me if uh, I wanted to watch it off of your Peacock? And I was uh, like... That sounded weird, but yeah, I was giving you my Peacock <laughs> information. <laughs> so watch, watch the race off my Peacock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I am so much waiting as, for this ratty as, to kick in. As uh, Scott calls it, Pacock. Pacock, yes. Um, oh, please leave that in. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, so I was like, well, heck yeah. You know, I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking 10 o'clock. And I texted you and I was like, did they actually, because it was like 10.07. And I was still about an hour away from home. And well, I asked. 10.07 Eastern. It started no. at 9. Right, and that's why I was like, "Did they actually start at 10? And you said, "No, they started at nine because yeah, we're in the same yeah. time zone." And I was like, "Oh no!" So I, <laughs> I floored that Toyota, and and I got home, and and I think I got home when it was 48 laps to go of the race, and it was the most entertaining 48 laps I've ever seen. In oh, the whole race. race was fun. Oh yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, we right off the bat, it started when the race came on. Which is weird because you know, like the time is like uh, the you know, the broadcast starts at first, you have an hour of pre race, then the broadcast starts at two o'clock, and then you have about 15 minutes worth of talking there. And then about 2.20, you have like the prayer and um, then the national anthem, then they go to commercial, and then they come back, and then they're in the cars, and the drivers start their engines. And right about 2.40, they get the green flag. You know, that's basically how it goes. Mm -hmm. They were on the track during pace laps when it came on. Like they, they meant it. They were starting at like nine Oh two. Like they were starting right at nine o'clock if they wow. could. Refreshing in a way. Cause I'm mean, honestly, we saw that stuff the day before. Right. So yeah, I think did they make it through driver introductions and all that the day before? I don't know. I have no idea. Actually the, um, <laughs> The race was wild. Every Daytona race is, but the race was really wild. Um, our picks, that was a really interesting part about mm -hmm. the race, too. Yeah. I had a really solid pick in Michael McDowell, and he actually ran up front a lot of the race. But as it always turns out, it doesn't matter how fast you are. It's all about avoiding wrecks right. at a track like this. And he got caught up in one that not Blaney out. Was that the one I think? I don't know if that was the one yes. that not Blaney out, but mm. I think Truex got a little piece of it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't as bad as, maybe Blaney was a different one. 
Um, so what happened to Blaney? Well, now you've got me questioning it. Yeah, I think Truex got involved with this one a little more than Blaney. Like Blaney got involved with one and yeah. he was like, he was pretty well damaged. Yeah. And he just, he, he wasn't going to be competitive at all. He was just riding around trying to save points. And Blaney needed to finish 25 points ahead of Truex. He had to do that. So this is Truex's chance. I mean, it's his chance, you know, and then he gets involved with that wreck. I think he got involved with that one with Michael McDowell. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, he blamed Chastain for that, too. Did you hear that? Well, who did? Hey, Truex. Did he? <laughs> yeah. He said one ran us over. Like, Y'all were wrecking. The whole field was wrecking. Come on. Any excuse. They they even laughed about that up there in the booth because they were like, "Well, uh, come on, you know everybody." <laughs> right. I mean, Truex slammed on brakes because everybody's wrecking in front of him, and you got Ross Chastain up your butt pushing you down the back straightaway. What do you think's going to happen? I think the first time he's got off the gas in front of Chastain when Chastain was pushing him around the super speedway either. Yeah, but anyway, uh, just, uh, I love it. I love it's it. just so aggravating, but. I think Chastain got involved with it too. So yeah, he was stuck down there on the bottom of it. So it ain't like he, you know, tried to wreck the dude. Right. I mean, come on. But anyway, the whole playoff picture was amazing. Oh yeah. Um, well, first I'm gonna go into your pick. I said my pick, I, I got wrecked with, you know, halfway through the race. My, my guy got wrecked. He finished 32nd. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't catch a break. I finally got within one position of you. Now I'm two full positions behind you because <laughs> your pick couldn't keep up. Right. He just, he couldn't keep up. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he had an issue or he was just being extremely conservative, not sure. to push through all that. He fell into a pack of cars that were a lot slower than the lead pack. And mm. Eventually, he was just riding around with two or three cars, and two or three cars get lapped at Daytona and Talladega because yeah. you, there's the whole pack of cars of like 25, 30 cars are going so much faster than those little three cars by themselves. And I remember him getting lapped. He he was two laps down to finish this race, but so much mess happened in front of him, and he was not in the pack when all that mess happened. He was able to miss everything. He went to finish in 13th. And that's that's honestly what it comes down to with Daytona and Talladega. I thought it was at first when you were kind of giving me updates when I was on my way home, you know, you told me that he might he might be finishing in the 30s. You know? It looked like he was. I was, like, I was like, oh no, no. Well then I kept on watching and watching and watching. And I felt like it was more like that day was just simply just all four fenders, you know, keep everything on it, don't wreck just get all the laps in mm-hmm. and, I, and i feel like that's what you know that's what they accomplished obviously uh 13th man hey you know what if it gets you if it gets you anywhere near a top 10 man i'd i'd be willing to do it i just i don't know going two laps down at daytona that had to be boring yeah yeah it must have been Jeez, i mean <clears throat> all i can think of is that he was he was just learning these cars and how right. the draft worked, but you weren't, in, he wasn't in a pack. 
right. really figuring it out. So I don't know what he was doing. I, I don't know what the deal was with that, but he wasn't pushing it by no means. But um, so you had the playoff picture, okay? The minute Truex got involved in that wreck and he had damage, I was like, well, that probably locks it in for Blaney. Right. Because Truex, he can't he can't keep up if he's got damage, right? If he's got nose damage and it, and it did blow the front fender off because the tire blew while he was spinning out and it blew the front fender off. That's critical. Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. So critical. Cause that's where all the air is hitting your car and it wound up biting him at the end. It really did. But during the whole last half of the race, you were looking at it and you're like, well, He's still like two or three points ahead. It's like he could still do this, you know? And then they had the crazy thing happen. We'll talk about that in a minute with the rain. And when they came back, all of a sudden, first off, it looked like that's how it was going to end. And if that was the case, Austin Dillon was going to make the playoffs. And Blaney was going to be out. Because Truex had more points than Blaney. Right. By, what was it? I think it was just one point. I was, uh, yeah. I think it, it was it was a small number of points. I think it was one point. No, I think it was, it was three points. Three? Okay. Yeah. Three spots on the track. Yeah. Basically. And you're like, I can't believe he's going to do this. And there's a conspiracy theory. You know the conspiracy theory, don't you? Uh, not off yeah. my head. Okay. So Kurt Busch, Toyota driver, waived his right to be in the playoffs, right? He 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 said, I don't want the waiver. Right. Let these people race their way in. It's not fair because I'm gonna miss the first few races of playoffs. Right. Right. There's a conspiracy that he did that so Truex could get in. Because he's a fellow Toyota driver. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. If he's not going to be there, you know, if he's if he's not going to be competitive or whatever, you know, it's like, hey, if you're uncertain, why don't you take a couple more weeks off and wave this this waiver thing off? Like, say, mm -hmm. no, nah, I'm not going to use this. That way, we if we don't get a first time winner, Truex gets in. Right. It didn't work out. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it really, I mean, it was a bulletproof plan for a minute dude until, had until every, it wasn't. Dude had everything in his hands. Yeah. What have I been saying about Truex? I, you know, I, I believe it. He, you know, he had everything in his hands. His fellow Toyota driver walked out the door and said, left it wide open. Said, there you go. All I got to do is walk through it. All I got to do is walk through it. It's right there. And you'll be in the playoffs. Just walk through it. And he trips in the door. Right. And he, 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 he falls. He just absolutely trips in the door. At the end of this race, yeah, we have a first-time winner this year. That was part of it. He was Austin Dillon was literally the only one at the end of that race in the top five that could win that race and knock Truex out of the points. Right. He was the only one because other people that would have been first-time winners were not in the top 30 in points. They were yeah. not eligible for the playoffs. So – Literally, Austin Dillon was the only one that could do this. And 
at, at so much at the end of this race. You see the points. Trix is ahead. He's ahead by three. He's ahead by three. He's ahead by three. And then, well, Blaney's still riding around. He's about seven, eight laps off. Mm-hmm. Something like that. He's still riding around, though. Right. But, you know, 12 laps to go, Trix lost a draft. <laughs> he lost the draft because his nose is messed up. Yeah. He falls a spot back. Okay, well, there's two two points, two points there. And the other pack catches him. There's there's one point. Yeah. And then somebody uh either blew up or blew a tire or something and had to come down pit road and it wasn't a caution. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Well, Blaney's still riding around. He'll catch him with two to go. There's another point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. And Blaney wound up making it. He beat True X. Yeah. By three but points. It was, was it still three points again? Yeah. Man, it's just and like Truex <laughs> lost like those three those last three points that, that he needed, he lost them like coming to the right or coming to the checkered flag. He did. I remember him side yeah. by side with some people. Just feet kept him from the playoffs. Yeah. I mean it's I mean it's accumulation of stuff though. It's a year long quest, you know, of and he came into the race twenty five points down. Right, so it's a year-long thing. It isn't like this race determined everything. Right. If he would have won, he'd have been in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then it wouldn't have been exciting. Honestly, it would have been between the three-car winning and Blaney getting in. Mm-hmm. And Truex would have been already locked in. But 16 winners this year, man. Man, got real close to that 17. My goodness. Uh, Interesting year. Very it's so interesting. And uh, the I, best oh. part, like the best part, is actually starting right now. The playoffs is the most exciting part of the, the season. So if we've had this much of an interesting season thus far, just imagine what the playoffs is going to be like. Before we get into the playoffs, um, there was a thing a bunch of people got mad about. I personally did not feel the same way everybody else did because. I felt like drivers were talking out both sides of their mouth. Mm. Um, they went down in turn one at one point. Uh, I forget how many laps ago it was. It was like maybe 20, uh, 20 ish. Yeah. 21. Yep. 21. They went down to turn one and everybody knew the rain was coming because they were, they were racing really, really hard. They knew the rain was right over turn one. It was just off the, the, the bank. It was just off the other side of the track. They knew it was coming. So I said, well, this is probably the end of the race. We we have to go right now. And everybody, when they went to turn one, everybody that was first in a line, whether it was the middle, the top, the inside, whether they were up front or a few cars back, everybody that was in the front of a line all wrecked. Like they literally went in three different directions Mm -hmm. all at once simultaneously rain. Just it, it fell from what I can understand based on fan videos, driver accounts, spotter talking, you know, in car radio, stuff like that. NASCAR had about eight seconds of warning before that rain hit turn one. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Like 
there's a fan video from the front straightaway and everybody's like, Oh, look at that. That, that shows that it was raining on the front straightaway. I was like, yeah, they're in the middle of turn three and four. Right. When it really starts raining, like sprinkling, they're not going to throw a caution because they see some raindrops. I mean, they're not going to do it. It has to rain for them to throw a caution. Right. Like they can, they can race with a little sprinkle, like a light, like, like if it's just a light little sprinkle, like it just side skirts it or something, they'll keep racing. Especially this track is, it can literally rain on one side of the track and never touch the other side. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like almost a mile wide. This track, it's just these, these, they tell Talladega, these things are so huge. Parts of the racetrack could never get wet, you know? So, if it's sprinkling on the front straightaway or it just starts, they're going to give it a minute because they'll come through and it's fine. But the problem is those eight seconds or so that they had, it rained pretty hard. Yeah. Like it's, it surprised them. It rained so hard. And if you don't understand that's Florida weather, that's Florida. Florida's like that. It can be bright, sunny, you know, hundred degrees, and then in ten seconds it could be downpour, thunder and lightning, and then ten minutes it'll go away and it'll be sunny the rest of the day. But meanwhile, yeah. you're like walking around in ankle deep water because it flooded. That's just that's Florida. That's where I close to where I live. That's just what I've always experienced down this way. Right, and I was listening to uh, Door Bumper Clear and, and listening to the spotters uh, on that show kind of talk about it and. Brett Griffin, Brett Griffin, um, that spots for college racing. He was kind of talking about it. Um, for one, you can accidentally hurt him, drop the F bomb on national mm -hmm. television. So that was awesome. <laughs> um, and you can hear them talk about, you know, NASCAR, every race car driver has a spotter. A spotter is someone that stands up, up on the very, very top of the buildings and they'll, have a radio and they can communicate to their drivers saying, okay, you have Jeff Gordon coming up on your outside or Dale Earnhardt coming on your inside, you know? So that's, they're just kind of there to kind of like be that whisper in the wind type thing. So my, where I was going with that, um, hang on. <laughs> where was well, I? They're going? at the tallest point of anybody at the racetrack. Like they're at the highest point. Yes. Over anybody. So they would know before absolutely anybody there. Absolutely. So some things that people don't know is like NASCAR actually has their own spotters um, sometimes. So sometimes like in super speedways, they will have NASCAR spotters that are communicating with the, with the, the you know, the people that's calling yeah. the cautions or whatever. Yeah. The race director. Yes. Yeah. So there was not a, a NASCAR spotter in turn one of uh, of daytona so you have these fans or even if there was a spotter over there they'd have to radio up saying hey you know it's downpouring over here then that has to go to someone someone else has to be like hey let's go look over at turn one while it only takes you what 50 seconds to get around 2.5 mile mm -hmm. racetrack so at this point um <clears throat> you could tell that they were entering turn three, which means that there were about 15 seconds, I would say from being where the rain was. So you have 15 seconds to hear your spotter say, Hey, it's raining down here. 
of course you can't just oh okay well they said it must be true call the caution no they have to go verify that it's actually raining you know and then by the time that all happened i mean i don't i can't even get up here and, and walk to my fridge in 15 seconds let alone do all of that in 15 seconds so at first when i saw this wreck happen i was like you have to be kidding me because we saw it in 2020 uh, a leader of the race wrecked while it was raining uh, that track was in hampshire yes uh kyle bush was leading that race and then you have do what i figured that was why you remembered it yeah exactly so uh and then you know now it's you know daytona in 2022 so it's like 2020 2021 2022 you know why is this happening uh and then i you know i, I watched some uh, on boards and i saw that it was not raining at all the the, the, the lap before mm -hmm. so that that really made me well, okay hang on maybe i hold on let me go look at this again you know and and definitely not a good call either way if you're nascar um but definitely not nascar's fault i don't think so either uh i think it was a popular opinion to kind of jump on nascar's back for that but i mean if kyle bush says it wasn't raining and then all of a sudden it just downpoured when we got there I I tend to go with Kyle Busch because he will be the first to oh, call yeah. out NASCAR, which absolutely makes me think he's got a decision already made. Um, as of today, I saw uh, some things that he did with the media. He said within seven, hopefully within seven to ten days, all of this will be in the past. I think he's already made up his mind. Oh, I think that's why he's so chill. Oh, he's way happier. I'm he so is, happy. Like, I love this Kyle Bush. Like, this Kyle Bush is the best Kyle Bush. He's and, not uh, letting anything bother him. It's all just rolling off his back. It's like, it's not a big deal. Well, yeah, that's kind of what he's he's making it out to look like. But in that interview, he made it very clear that that is definitely not the point or not the uh, not the case. Uh, he said <laughs> that, you know, he feels like for the last three months, he's been in the round of eight type of stressful stressfulness so he says all these you know whatever he says bozos or whatever he said um they you know they're about to feel the pressure he's like i've been living this pressure for the last three months i'm i'm thriving in it so i feel like uh with with hearing that made my championship hopes a lot more uh shiny i guess at this point okay so with since his announcement is probably going to come within the next seven to nine days, he said, right? Yeah. Um, this might be the last chance you have. Last time. Who's he going to drive for? 2311. 2311. He is going 2311. I say uh, Colleg. I've been saying track I think Colleg. I'll say Colleg. I, I, think, I think it's 2311 or Colleg. One of the two. If but, he is a teammate to Chastain, we'll have but, a super team. So I wish I had that um, audio. So uh, I don't know. I think it was Bob Pachris, whatever, saying, shoot. And I it, don't wanna... Wasn't it a children's thing? Wasn't there a children's thing too? So he was talking about something. He was he was saying something about percentages. Um, you know, like, I forgot the context of what he was saying, but he was saying something like about like, oh, yeah, it's 2% chance or whatever. And then the reporter said, you mean like a... 
8% chance or possibly a 16% chance, referencing the car mm-hmm. numbers. 8 being Tyler Reddick, 16 being Colleague. And then Kyle says, oh, more like a 29 three and and he just went on and on and like all these numbers and i was like wait 29 is like 31 and then he said three like wait a minute are you serious like austin dillon just won this race is austin dillon on his way out no i think what it would if it would happen they would get tyler reddick out a year early because he's going 2311 isn't he uh, in 2024, I think they'll get him out of here early. I absolutely guarantee they will. If they, can I feel like Kyle, this is this is it. This is what's going to happen right here. Gibbs is going to be in the 18 car. He's yes. going to be in the 18 next year. Absolutely. Kurt Busch is retiring. Yes. This is his last year. Absolutely. That's just what I feel is going to happen. Yes. Kyle Busch leaving the 18. He needs a place to go. Gibbs. And Gibbs with Hamlin and Jordan and all that with Kyle Bush and Childress are going to work out a deal where Tyler Reddick's going to go ahead and go on over to the 45. And that leaves the eight wide open for Kyle Bush. Mm. It very well could work out that way. Yeah. I mean, I- you can, contracts can be negotiated. Yeah. Especially I, when something like a career-ending injury fast-forwards things, you know. I would love for Kyle Busch to be driving the number eight car. Number eight, I was born on the eighth, so eight was just kind of my number. <laughs> and then growing up with Earnhardt fans, um, you kind of just adopted Dale Earnhardt Jr. because that's just the cool thing to do and it's just what society did. So, you know, oh, hey, okay, cool. So I would love, 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 love for Kyle Busch to drive the number eight car. Well, I but, feel like it's going to be colleague, but I could definitely see the scenario playing out. Would it? But would it be weird if Kyle Busch went to race and like his boss was the same guy who punched him in the face at Kansas Speedway a couple years ago. Is that going to be weird? Well, no, it's not because NASCAR is weird anyway like that. Like you you have Clint Boyer saying Michael Waltrip is the worst, absolute worst driver in the history of NASCAR. And then a year and a half later, he signs with him. He signs with him. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Waltrip even brought that up on stage when they were announcing Clint Boyer. He's like, like I just had a question. Did you say I was the worst driver in the history of NASCAR? <laughs> oh man, I love it. As they were announcing, like all sitting at a table announcing Clint Boyer, and Clint Boyer's like, you know, sometimes you just gotta eat your words. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think it's awesome. I I would love to see Kyle Bush in RCR equipment. Um, I would I mean that means I have to pay off my truck and go get a Chevy, but you know what? We can make that arrangement. Chevy's better than Ford. I'm I, I'm fine with that. You know what? I'm okay with that too. I don't care. I'm so excited uh, to see Kyle Bush in the state of mind that he's in now. Um, he was very insightful with saying that, you know, he has a lot on his plate and stuff and it's been really wearing at him, but seeing him smile like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Right? Like if this was WWE, Mattel would have to do a whole new, you know, face sculpt 
for the Kyle Busch. <laughs> you know, this, I mean, he's smiling. When was the last time he smiled? Probably in victory lane, but man, this is awesome. I love seeing this type of Kyle Busch. So I don't even, at this point, I don't even care what he does, whether he wants to even go down to trucks, you know, like I support this dude so much. So whatever he decides, I am there for it. And I'm super excited to see it fall, fold out. So speaking of um, 2311 and all that, news broke out today, or today, maybe a couple days ago now that we're recording this. It would have been today if we recorded on time. Uh, Bubba Wallace is going to be driving the 45 car. Oh, my gosh. For the playoffs, the entire playoffs. And Ty Gibbs is going to be going to the 23. That, now look, from everything I understand, it's just a number swap. The teams are exactly the same. That's I, everything I understand uh, from Clara B. Long on Twitter. She, gosh, she's been in sport forever uh, reporting on things. She basically said it's basic, it's just a number name, a number change. That's all it is. So that number can race for an owner's championship, which I don't know why it couldn't with Ty Gibbs. Maybe they just saw the Daytona performance and they got scared. And they swapped it over to Bubba Wallace. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that because I guess it's been pretty solid. Yeah, I mean he's been already in the what five, six, seven weeks. He, I feel like he's already outperformed Bubba Wallace. It, he had a blown engine, didn't he? When that like he had a mechanical problem. Wasn't that like the worst thing he had? The rest of the time he finished in the top fifteen or sixteen every single race. Yeah, I I don't like this at all. I do not like this even a little bit. Um, I don't care about like owner championships. I know there's a lot of money and, and uh, you know, the owners obviously care about it. And if I was a team owner in the NASCAR Cup Series, I would care about it. But man, this is like your identity. You know, the race car number is your identity because how many times, Soda, have you and I been, you know, just at a local dirt track or something and you say, I, uh, number 18 or, or oh um mm-hmm. 7c or whatever it is like that's your identity if you don't know these guys it, you know sponsors the same way Eminem's oh the candy man whatever i don't like this i don't like this at all i mean if you're bubba wallace like i would not be okay with this because man i'm the 23 i'm supposed to be the 23 of nascar the goat of basketball i'm gonna you know this is my identity you know DoorDash and and uh, Columbia and whoever, whoever else, like this is, this is my team, and now he's switching that for the playoffs, which automatically tell me Kurt Busch is not coming back. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that right there is like very much evident that he's not coming back this season. So I don't understand why why Ty Gibbs couldn't do it, and Bubba Wallace continue focusing on building up his empire with the twenty three. I, I just, there's nothing about this that I like. I, the only question I have about it all is how are the sponsors working out with this? Because some sponsors sponsor the car. Some sponsors are more inclined to sponsor the driver. Right. Everybody's different. Like, you know, like uh, D Walt jump from, you know, Stanley jump from car to car and Gibbs, you know, mm. but Eminem stayed on Kyle Busch. Right. There was not a number 19 Eminem's car. Right. It was always number 18. 
and there has not been a 23 monster energy car all right so we're having some audio issues on this this episode this is this is the cursed episode oh my gosh is it that's going to be the name of this episode the cursed episode it's it really is twice three times now actually we've had to restart because of audio issues <sighs> i forgot the point we were just talking about uh we were talking about bubble wallace in the 45 Okay, I, I understand what the sponsors are doing. I understand what they're going to do. Is it going to be a Dr. Pepper 45 car? Is there going to be a Monster Energy 23 car? I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I guess we'll just see. Yeah. Right. That's all I can do is just see what happens. Uh, Xfinity winner made the playoffs, right? Jeremy yeah. Woohoo. Uh, illegal right. intake manifold resulting in uh. loss of playoff eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was good while it lasted, right? Uh, you know what? You have nothing to lose. You you still got the money. I don't think there was a fine. Well, I mean, well, yeah, there was. Oh, was there a fine? I thought it was just points. It's 75 driver and owner points, 10 playoff points, which is not in the playoffs anyway. Right. Because it took away the playoff eligibility of the win. The win stuck. That's the only thing that stuck. He can keep the trophy. Oh, but that's he's no longer eligible for playoffs, and they find the crew chief sixty thousand dollars. Well, okay. Well, that's such that's so weird. Not the team, just the crew chief. Just the crew chief. Weird. Um, he's the boss. I guess so. So I mean, the sixty grand is not that much for NASCAR drivers or you know NASCAR personnel. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, I mean, it is for us. I mean, but... it's an individual, though. And, it, and let it, they find the crew chief, but that's a small team, man. Do you know how much... Well, maybe for the team, yeah. But, I mean, I think... You think that of... if, they, if they find the crew chief, okay, that is an individual. Right. You think he can just pony up 60 grand? Well, I mean... Uh, an Xfinity crew chief. Yeah, I think. Well, these people are not <laughs> like poor by any means. So they're not struggling by any but means. They're so not they, making four or five hundred grand a year in Xfinity, right? But just the winnings alone would cover that, unless they got their winnings taken, right? I well, he did. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, grand of the 51 team, did they get their winnings taken away? Uh, I think all they got, they got taken away was the, the points and the playoff eligibility. Okay. So I'm not, I don't know how that works. I don't think, I don't know. I mean, 60 grand for anybody is a lot of money. Like, I don't even care. It would, it would break me. Oh, you, you right. <laughs> I can't even talk in a right sentence. Oh, I don't know. Words are fun. Gosh. I don't know. This is sketchy. This is the worst episode ever. Uh, what did you, so you literally just said, what did you say right before that happened? Well, you were really, really crackly. Oh. Things you were saying. Really? And then you got dead silent, and then my mic spiked. So okay, I had no idea what, what was happening. You said, watch out, and then you went crackly. And then my laptop turned the volume all the way down and then all the way back up. And then as soon as it hit all the way max volume, it shot in my ear. We we have gremlins Whoa, in our I, equipment today. I am scared of that kind of stuff, man. Uh, real quick, 
we're just we're gonna try our best to just finish this up. Yeah, because <laughs> right, we got plenty we want to talk about. But I mean, come on, we might push the questions off. I think we're gonna do. It. We're gonna push the questions off to next week. All right, sounds good to me. Uh, Caitlin, one of your questions, real quick. One of your questions was what documentary, uh, a good documentary to look at NASCAR. I'll come up with some better ones, but right off the top of my head, there's a good one on USA now. I oh, just watched yes. about 30 minutes of it before recording. Excellent. Excellent documentary about the current day stuff. Uh, I tweeted it out. It, I tweeted it to uh, Tales from the Estate. Oh, really? So check that out. It's USA Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central. Can you uh, go back and rewatch it on the Peacock? I do not, I do not know. It's USA. I, might, I feel like you could. I might. Uh, you can watch USA Live on there. Can you? Oh. Yeah. Huh. I, I'm sure you can. I haven't looked, but I'm sure you can. I'm going to sneak back on your peacock. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what? On your streaming service. What did I say? Hey, <laughs> hey, playoffs. Let's talk about playoffs real quick. There All are right. 16 drivers in the playoffs. We're going to try <laughs> to eliminate four of them in three races. What you got? Uh, all right. Let me pull it up really fast. I just had it. and Well, let me look at the tracks real quick. First track. What's first track? What's next? Uh, Dar Darlington. 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 Throwback weekend. No, it's not really throwback weekend, but a couple of people are doing some throwback stuff, which is cool. Go get the shirt. Wordmaneuver.net. Throwbacking. Throwbacking. It's there. And throwback uh, weekend of tradition. It's there. Excellent t-shirts for this yes. kind of weekend. It's a Southern 500. Um, after that, it's Kansas. No, it's yeah, Kansas, Kansas, yes, and then it's uh -huh. Bristol. Yep, three completely different types of tracks. Who do you think is not making it? Four people are not going to make it to the next round. Easy money, uh, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, Austin Sindrick, and let's go, Alex Bowman. Okay, so you pick three of the bottom four. Four of the bottom five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Elliot, Logano, Chastain, and Larson are pretty solid. Elliot, especially, but Logano's 18 in, Chastain is 13 in, and Kyle Larson's 12 in. Then you have the kind of iffy ones seven, six, six, five. That's Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, and Reddick. And uh, Harvick is 5'2". That's a little on the edge of how comfortable... That's not very comfortable. Yeah. Anything, I think, over 12 is pretty comfortable, as long yeah. as you can have solid days. But, like, Kyle Busch is only 3 to the good. Briscoe's 2 to the good. Cendric is... I mean, Suarez is 2 out, but I feel like he's going to be consistent enough to where he'll make it. Him and Chastain kind of always run in that top 10. You said Suarez? Yes. Okay. I think Suarez is going to make it in. He's not going to pass the round of eight. I don't, think he, I don't think he'll get past round of eight, but he'll get past round of 16. Sorry. He's not going to get past the round of 12. Um, he might get past round of 16, but not round of 12. I think he can make it to eight. He'd have to have a miracle, I feel. Oh, like. he, he's had, he has two wins. Or one win. Yeah, one win. But it took him how many years since 2017 to get that? But he know. has a win. 
I mean, you're right. He does have a win, and he could pop off another one or two. Blaney doesn't have a win. That's right. Blaney, Blaney you're right. He does not. <laughs> um, All he's got to do is win one. That's very true. And that's one thing that we should probably explain is the playoffs, they're divided in three, three, uh, three races, intervals. So Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, uh, there's going to be four eliminations going from 16 drivers down to 12. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, three races after that, four more get eliminated down to the round of eight. And then three more races, and then you have the championship four. Those are the four, the only four people that can win a championship, but everybody is still on the racetrack trying to win the race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, the points get completely reset on the round of four. Yes. There is no playoff points. Wins don't matter anymore. Whoever finishes ahead of the other person on the racetrack, they win the championship. Yes. It's a really interesting way of doing it. I don't know if it's exactly the way that a champion should be crowned like season wise, but it's exciting. I'll give it that. It's absolutely exciting. But I mean, that's another debate. I feel, I believe Austin Dillon will be out. I believe Chase Briscoe will be out. I looking at these tracks, I kind of don't think Blaney's going to be in it. You don't think he's going to get past the 16? Uh, I, I think he's out. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, see, I don't want to take, I don't want to take Suarez out of this group because I feel like him and Chastain in the mile and a half, mm-hmm. especially like Kansas, you know, Kansas is a big one for them. I think they're yeah. going to thrive at Kansas. I feel like Chase Elliott is going to do really good at Kansas and Bristol. Logano is going to do really good at uh, Darlington. Larson can do good at any of them. Yeah. Maybe Christopher Bell. Oh, okay. My prediction would be Blaney, Bell, Briscoe, and Dylan. Okay. That's yeah, what I think. absolutely. And you never know, though. I mean, you could have dang uh, Chase Elliott all of a sudden have two really bad races, and he's on his on the way out looking in. You know, right? Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. He's on thirty three points is one race. He's thirty three points in. That's only one race. Yeah. And if one of these other guys wins, they're ahead of him. You know, it's just it's, it's it'll be interesting to see how all that unfolds. Definitely I think through each round, we need to predict who's going to be eliminated. Yeah, definitely a must-win situation. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level. And I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts 
and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Did you happen to see the NASCAR 75 Years logo? I did. What do you think about it? Uh, I don't know. Let me get it pulled up really fast. I don't. So is this like the like logo that they're going to go with next year? It looks like there's two logos. Okay. Oh, because okay. yeah, you have like the top one that has the like it, it looks like it reminds me of the 50th anniversary logo they had 98. Yeah. And then you have the actual NASCAR looking logo, but instead of saying NASCAR, it just says 75. I like the bottom one. The I logo do too. 75. Um, plus 75, I think, is my favorite race car number just because it looks so mean. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I mean by that, but I know what you mean by that. If you're, I know what you mean by that. That's why I like 53. Yeah. With the right font, 53 looks mean. Oh, yeah. With the wrong font, it just, it looks, you know, 75. But 75 looks really classic with like a round font. Yeah. Like an old like, school classic look. Yeah, I think of like an old dirt late model, all black with like the white sponsors and a big nasty 75. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. I, dude, I agonized so much over what number, what font, what color my race cars were going to be. Yeah. I changed the font a couple of times. I changed the color several times. Um, my original NASCAR number was going to be 92. wasn't going to be Ooh. 53. I don't know why. I, I do know why. It's because I had the little. It was it was a gold and red number ninety two, Talladega diecast made by Racing Champions. It yeah. was for the nineteen ninety two Winston Select five hundred. Nice. They made that was back when they made track cars. They still do, I guess. They 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 sell them at the tracks, but. Uh, back then Racing Champions made them, and they made them in the same blister pack that all the other ones had, and yeah. That was a 92. I remember my grandmother came back from Talladega in the 93 race with all the 92 stuff that didn't sell. You know, they were still selling it at Talladega. So, Oh, wow. I, I don't know why, but that car stuck with me so much. Maybe that's why I like gold and red so much together because uh -huh. that car was gold and red. Yeah. And that was the number I wanted until up until high school. That was the number I wanted. Really? I don't know why I changed to 53, but. I did, and it stuck, and that's where I was. That's so awesome. you like you like the bottom NASCAR logo better, the right. one that just has the colors and seventy five on it. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think I agree. Even, you know, I did like the fiftieth anniversary logo though. Mm -hmm. I I just I don't know why I grew up on that. You know, I was like that was ninety eight. I was fifteen years old. Or I guess fourteen still when all that happened. What's and, uh when you when you see the fiftieth anniversary logo, word association game here, uh what's the first thing that pops in your head? Like what's Mar the first Martin Martin, honestly. Okay. Well, I don't know why, but mine's Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I do that, but damn. I think Mark Martin because Mark Martin had a bunch of different paint schemes that year. Oh yeah, and uh, I was collecting as many of his diecasts as I could, and I, they they released a lot of his paint schemes. Yeah, and they released a lot of them in gold. 
Speaking of diecast really fast, I just had an epiphany. So you know how Lionel Racing, um, they always ship some diecast to the racetracks? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Kansas Speedway um, next weekend, and I have a little bit of a thing to say about that at the end of the show. Uh, but they uh, like this weekend at Darlington, they have the uh, the 2022 next gen 124 scale diecast at the souvenir mm-hmm. stands. So I want like this uh, last weekend at Daytona, it was the uh, Kyle Busch 2022 DeWalt next gen, and then this week at uh, Darlington, did I say Daytona? You said yeah. last week at Daytona, this okay. week at Darlington. Yeah, at the, this week at Darlington, it's the uh, 2022 Ethel Chocolate. So I wonder yeah. what it's going to be next week, and if I can if I can swing it, I'm going to totally grab one and do like a little diecast review because I'm really excited about that. I, at Talladega, I'm totally planning on buying uh, a Ross Chastain diecast if they have it. A 124? Uh, no. <laughs> I am a 164 scale guy. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you on the 124s. I have a couple, but I'm if I'm going to buy several die casts it's going to be a 164 scale that's just ever since i was a kid that's what i collected so even like the you know how i'm doing it with our picks and stuff if i actually pick a driver that actually wins that race i will buy the 124 scale race version cars are you not doing that with austin Cindric? i wasn't planning on it oh, i don't okay. think i can now anyway then that car like gone that was a long time ago yeah i think it's all sold out yeah i'm I definitely gonna pay over the one twenty or whatever they want for it. Jeez, no joke. I'm I'm fine. I might if I see the one sixty four scale. I buy it. There you go. I uh, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope that the, uh, the Kyle Busch next gen one twenty four scale at Kansas is gonna be the interstate battery because I will snatch that thing up so fast. Oh, but I don't know. So we have the Southern five hundred this weekend. Like I said, we were going to do questions. We're going to move those over to when we're not having audio issues from this cursed episode. Your pick this last time. Let me bring up the tweet real quick. Let's see. You picked Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. 13th, giving you an average finish of 11.22. I picked Michael McDowell. He finished 32nd, giving me an average finish of 13.22. I don't know if I can catch up in 10 races. I don't think you can. I, I was on the verge of doing it. It was getting close, but I don't think I'm going to be able to now. You get first pick this week for the Southern 500. Who do you have? Yes. So, uh, Darlington, I'm going with someone who knows how to get it done. They almost got it done last time we were here in the spring. Willie B in the 24, William Byron will go to victory lane. We'll Push me into the top 10. I will add a new diecast to my collection and all will be right in the world. William Byron. Yep. Uh, Logano took care of that last time. And that's a shame because that paint scheme was fantastic. Have you picked Byron yet this year? It doesn't look like it. I have not. Not once. That's a that's a good solid one <clears throat> to have in the, the back pocket these things nine races after this one. Yeah. I don't even think I picked him. Why are we not picking Byron? I have picked him. I picked him once. Yeah, I have picked him once. 
I thought you picked him at Darlington. I picked him at Charlotte. Oh, okay. Darlington, I picked Chastain last time. He finished thirtieth. He had a he had a bad day. I picked Tyler Reddick and he finished second. <laughs> I haven't been able to give it a whole lot of thought. I don't know why. Let's see. I need to look at the playoff drivers real quick. Can I pick any of these playoff drivers? Are we resetting it? No, we're not. We're not, we're not resetting it. Okay. What you mean? Just only pick playoff drivers or something? No. No, um, that would be awful. I'm going to pick Kevin Harvick. Oh, okay. Yep, that is my pick. I still have him available. I'm picking Kevin Harvick. That is a good pick. And I still have him available after this. How how did we both pick someone we hadn't picked all year? I 28 races in. I picked Harvick at uh, Loudon, and he finished fifth. So, it should be doing pretty good. I don't know. I did pick Byron once at Charlotte. He finished 32nd. My picks are just, they're either up in the top five, or they finish in the 30s. They're all over the place. I have finished second (laughs) (laughs) three times, four times. What um what memories do you have associated with the Southern Five Hundred? Oh, oh the, the the first Super Speedway, right? Or the first Speedway race, right? Wasn't that pretty much it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the first race started like seventy something cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and the guy that won just rode around the bottom of the track. Yeah, like all day, forty miles an hour. Yep, and uh, never pitted because he never tore his tires up. He tie-gibbed him. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, slow and steady wins the race today, uh, for sure. I think the one thing I think of when I think of Darlington or Southern 500 is Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. Yep, yep. Best finish in NASCAR history. Oh, man. Closest, I believe. I think both. Oh, yeah. Closest and best. Uh, I remember watching that live. It was just incredible. Incredible. It had me jumping up and down. I know that. Absolutely. I didn't care nothing about either one of them. And I was still jumping up and down. Uh, yeah. I I think it was that race. I remember watching that race. And every race after that, I was super excited about Darlington. And it's one of the racetracks that I, I have to go to and watch the Southern 500 at least once. Same thing with mm-hmm. the Daytona 500, you know, Talladega, all that stuff. I just once want to go to Darlington. One of the memories I have... Uh, it tended to be the final race for the million dollar Winston million promotion they did for, I guess, I guess they did that for 12 years, uh-huh. 85 to 97, I think was the last year. And it was one in 85 and in 97 and never in between. Like it was one the first year and the last year it was there. It was never one in between. It was the oh, craziest wow. thing. Yeah, it was a promotion where you had four races. I believe they were the Daytona 500, the Coca-Cola 600, the Winston 500 at Talladega, and then the Southern 500 at Darlington. Yeah. If you won three of those four races, 
you won an extra one million dollars. And in '85, that was a huge deal. Yeah, even up to '97, that was still a pretty big deal because I don't think the All Star race paid a million dollars yet. Yeah, I think it was still under five hundred thousand dollars because Michael Walter won in '96, and he's talking about winning two hundred fifty grand. Right. So, yeah, that that's one of the memories I have of it. Uh, I don't remember Bill Elliott winning the Winston Millionaire. Obviously, I was eighty-five; I was two years old. But I do remember Jeff Gordon winning it. And you know, after that, they they did a, they did it like four or five times a year with the No Bull promotion, uh-huh. where they would uh, they would have races if you finished in the top four or five you would be eligible for it the next race. I think that's how it went. And a lot more people won it then. But yeah, interesting that it always seemed to come down to Darlington. Nobody ever won Daytona, Coca-Cola 600 and Taudega. Yeah. Like Bill Elliott, I think he won the 85 Daytona 500. And then he won the Taudega race. That was that year that he blew an oil line, fell two laps down, and his car was so fast that he lapped, unlapped himself twice. Oh, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Under green? (laughs) Yeah, under green. So we're still having a lot of audio issues. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. We want to thank all the podcast drafting partners. Uh... Let's see. Fully Puzzled Wrestling Figure Podcast. The Drunk Wrestling History Podcast. Doing the Favor. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Lap Traffic Podcast. I don't know if they're technically a drafting partner or not, but I like them. I dig them. Go check them out. Yeah. Jason Wolf. I'm a huge fan of his art. I got a uh, Sparky plug coming pretty soon in his uh, retro Hasbro style figures. And uh, big shout out to Outsiders Beard Co. Can't wait for Bane's new music. I don't use Apple, so I can't wait for it to hit Google when it finally does. And uh, he also does our intro music, so you know it's you know he's gonna be really good. Um, who you got? Yeah, so all, like always, uh, starting it off for me with my drafting partners, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour with Brian Breaker and Big Underscore Bane. Uh, you know it's Fake Right with Brian Breaker, uh, TV Toy Cast, Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler, No Holds Barred with the Legendary. Bill Venus and Big Underscore Bane. Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin, which I actually came up with a suggestion for uh, one of their episodes. Cool. So top five favorite sports you wished you were a pro at. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) so too uh <laughs> pulling up a chair with uh, a chair shot from twitter check out that um which actually you heard earlier uh so if any of our drafting partners wants to design a little commercial like uh tim did send it on over to us and we'll include it in the show yeah no no i mean drafting partners no charge just just it's fun just just put your yep. uh it makes it makes a show Makes the show sound more professional, we believe, and it also uh, lets you guys explain in your own words about your own shows. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Uh, if you could please rate and review, follow us on all our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com for any questions or anything like that. We love, we love answering questions when we don't have bad audio. Yes. Um, and you can also check out whatamaneuver.net. If you click the left top tab, you can search by store, scroll down to In the Marbles, and you'll find our shirts, which we have a great one for this weekend. Throwback. Yes. Throwbacking, throwback weekend. We have a couple of really good shirts for that. And um, before we get out of here, anything you want to add? Uh, don't forget to go get some Rowdy Energy, the official energy drink of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. But other than that, as always, peace, love, all the above. And we see you next time in the marbles.